of our year theme is, let me just get it right, it says, yes, uh, seeking God with all your heart. And the scripture we're using is Jeremiah 29, 13. And it says, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Now, I've been looking at this and uh, thank God for um, Deacon Chegan on his message on seeking God. That is just beautiful. Uh, since this theme is going to be for the whole year, I'm sure as people look at it, God will inspire people to take different aspects of it in order to uh, expand what God wants to do. But so I didn't want to touch seeking God. So I, I thought, let me say, with all your heart. Now, this is an amazing promise for this year. That is saying that when we seek, when you seek, when, sorry, when you search for me with all your heart. So in other words, he's saying he'll be, um, he will be found when we search for him with all our hearts. So there's a promise this year that when we seek God, he, we will definitely find him. That's a promise he's given us this year. And you know how frustrating it is when you are looking for an item and you can't find it. Even more so, if you can imagine when someone's searching for a missing person. Maybe it's a... It's a a teenager or someone you see these little posters missing person and that person that that family who's lost a loved one their whole life is put on hold because they can't move forward until they find the person who's lost we have a promise this year that if we we will find him if we search for him with all our heart. So, very briefly, I just wanted to see, well, what, what, is, what is this with all your heart? And one of the, one of the great um, scriptures, and it's called the greatest commandment, talks about the heart, soul, and mind. So if we want to, if we want to find Matthew 22, verse 37 and what it says what it says it says because the question was put to Jesus what is the greatest commandment what is the greatest commandment and Jesus said to him you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul and with all your mind and the next verse should say and you should love your you should love, and let's say this is the first and great commandment. Then the next one is, and the second is that you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So the question I was asking myself: so what does it mean to love, or to to search with God with all your heart? And it was a bit of a theological question, so I won't bore you with the my results, but. When, God, when Jesus or when God was saying, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, 
with all thy soul and with all your mind. And some version says with all your strength. When you, when you, in this case, love someone with all your heart or pursue someone with all your heart, it is the core of you. You have your, your, your soul, and, uh, but the core motivation is your heart. That's why it talks about in, um, uh, in Romans, it says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus, the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And then verse uh, Romans 10.10, 10, it says, For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And the scripture says, As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So the, the core motivation of anybody is their heart. What they think in their heart or what they um, what comes from the heart is the motivating factor in someone's life. That is, the, that is the, the thing that steers the person in a direction and it you can talk to somebody, all the good things about them, but if they believe in their heart, they are no good. That is what's going to dominate them. So when God deals with the heart, he's dealing with the core motivation of a person. Now, I wanted to actually, so I'm probably not going to have time to do it, it doesn't really matter. So I'll do it this way. The promise we have today, in, as I say, in Jeremiah 20. 9.13 and it says and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart and I started to think about people like Moses Moses wanted to see God and the question he said he said I want to see your glory that's Exodus 33:18. He said, and he and he said, "Please show me your glory." Moses was hungry to see God. Now, I want you to understand what this situation is. Moses was in the Old Testament. The idea of seeing God is the most terrifying thing you could possibly imagine. To see the glory of God. They didn't even want to say his name because it was too holy. And Moses was so, so hungry to know God. He says, I want to see your glory. We have the Holy Spirit in us because of the blood of Jesus. In those days, God actually granted his desire to see him. Moses was not putting barriers on his desire for God. This was unheard of. 
This was asking something that is a, in the Old Testament is almost impossible. But he said, I want to see your glory. I want to, I want to get, I want to know you like it is not even possible to know you. I want to see your glory. And God says, yeah, okay. I found somebody that really wants to know me, even in the Old Testament uh, era. So God says, okay, I will allow my glory to pass by you. But you can't see my face because you'll die. But I am going to, I am going to allow you to see the back of me. And in cutting it short, God had to start to pronounce, let's see, yeah, if you go to the next, uh, let me see where, where actually God passes by. And he has to, uh, a bit further on, God literally has to pronounce a protection on Moses. I am a God of compassion. I am a God of merciful. I am, I, I am merciful unto generation to generation. That was his way of putting a buffer between he and Moses. Because if he didn't do that, his holiness would fry Moses. He was, he was declaring things as a protection. I am a God that forgives their sins and iniquities. I am a God of compassion. He was protecting Moses because if, he, if his words wasn't protecting him, Moses would die. Now, the question I ask myself is simply this. Why are we putting barriers? There we are. Here we go. That's what it says. Let's see what it says. And the Lord passed by him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God is merciful, gracious, long-suffering, abounding in goodness and truth. Is there another verse? Keeping mercy for thousands, giving in, uh, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, by no means declaring, declaring the guilty, visiting iniquity on the fathers and upon the children, on the children's children to the third and fourth generation. God had to pronounce this in order to protect Moses. So the question I'm asking, I'm going to come down very quickly, is this. <laughs> I'd like to go on, but I won't. Why are we, if Moses was asking for something that was terrifying, to see the glory of God. Why, who said that we should be holding or we should be asking what everybody's asking for? Nobody had asked for this in Moses' time. But he was hungry for God. Why are we, as the children of the Most High God, not hungry to see things that only if you ask, you're going to get. Because no one else is asking. Why are we kind of looking at one another? And I, I'm going to close with Bobby because I don't want to be tempted. To, get, to, give, to give an example, and I just have to leave it with this. John. In, John in Revelations. 
He says, I was on the Spirit on the Lord's day. Then I heard a voice, and the voice was like thunder, or like many waters. Then I turned around, and I saw, and he says, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. It was Jesus Christ. And uh, from Gener uh, Revelations 1, 2, 3, and possibly 4, he's describing all the seven churches, because he's having to send this message to the seven churches. Then in 4, it says... Remember, John is in the spirit. But then in chapter 4, it, uh, uh, the angel tells John, he says, there was a, in fact, there was a gate in heaven. And he told John, come up a bit higher to enter into. So John was seeing all these, uh, what was, uh, the message was told to John about the churches but to come to see what God in fact he says come up and I will show you things to come in other words he was in the spirit but in order to come and see things that the mysteries and the secret things of God he had to come up higher and he had to come up higher to enter into the realms of the heavenlies and all I'm just trying to encourage you is this no God has not restricted the level of how much you could know him. Paul said, after all his years, he was still saying that I may know him, that I may know him, the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. There is no restrictions. The only restrictions is what we put on ourselves. God is willing and if he's prepared to allow an Old Testament person to see his glory, how much more those who have been washed by the blood of Jesus, and he says that we can come boldly into the holies of holies. There is so much more that God wants to reveal to us, but it's a question of how hungry are we? Are we all looking at one another and tapping each other on our backs saying, praise, you're doing really well. I want to go on, but I'm not. And I'm really very, doing really well. I'm disciplining myself. But the punchline is simply this. We've got a whole year. A whole year of seeking God with all our hearts. With all our hearts is the only thing that is stopping us going to a level we have never imagined. Because he then says, the only condition is that when you are uh, um, seeking God with all your heart, when? And that's the only condition. When you seek, when you seek me, you will find me. That's the promise. So please, it's a short message, but it's a, an, a message to say, please, everything that you've seen, that is just small fry. God's ambition is to take us into a place we've never been before because he wants to he, he wants us to find him that's his desire that we find him and Paul's prayer is to the Ephesians he says that that 
now. I don't want to go to it. Praise God. I'm just going to leave it. I say that, that you may know the height, the depth, and the breadth of the love of God that passes all understanding. That was Paul's prayer to the Ephesians. That you may know him. That you may know him in the power of his resurrection. Not power of his resurrection. Uh, power and his might. I don't want to open it. If I open it, I'm in trouble. So let's leave it as that. That you may know him. We've got a whole year. We've got a whole year of seeking God. With all, when we seek with all our hearts, he said you will find him. You will find him. And that's all I'm leaving now for the moment. I give God praise. I give God all the glory in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's give a clap of